Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Since 1967, Frederick Wiseman has directed 42 documentaries, dramatic narrative films that seek to portray ordinary human experience in a wide variety of contemporary social institutions. His films include Titty Cut Follies, High School, Welfare, Central Park, Ballet, Ex Libris, and many, many others. His newest film is called Monrovia, Indiana. It's located in Middle America. Founded in 1834, it's primarily a farming community. The film is about the day-to-day experiences living and working in Monrovia with an emphasis on community organizations and institutions, religion, and daily life in a farming community. Once again, we are joined today by legendary documentary filmmaker, winner of an honorary Academy Award, as well as numerous other awards for his incredible work over a 51-year career. With that, I'd like to introduce to the program the director of Monrovia, Indiana, Frederick Wiseman. Welcome to Film School. Why Monrovia, Indiana? All right. I, I picked or got to Monrovia because I was telling a friend of mine who's a law professor in Boston that, that I wanted to do a movie about a small town in the Middle West. She said she had a friend who taught at the University of Indiana Law School whose family had lived in Monrovia, a small town uh, in Indiana, for six generations. And by chance, I was going to give a talk in Bloomington and show some of my movies. So I called this Indiana law professor up, and he said, come a day earlier, and I'll take you over to meet my cousin, and you can look around Monrovia. So I did that, and I I got along very well with uh, uh, the cousin, and she agreed to help help me by introducing me around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I decided mm-hmm. to do the movie there. Mm-hmm. It was the only town that I looked at. I, and, you know, the circumstances seemed right to me. And I, you know, I trust my instinct about that sort of thing. Yeah. Was there something about, you said you met with some of the people there. You got a, sort of a sense of them. What was it? Was it some of the things that I would assume... Uh, to be the case, we, we the sort of this the impression of a middle America's friendly people, a welcoming people. Was there was there something specific in sort of the the vibe that you got from being there or from the people no, you talked to? No, I mean it was more. I, I wanted to do a small town. I found one. Yeah. So I decided to do Monrovia. Okay. Uh, and and I it was it was very useful to me that I had a resident who uh, liked the idea of the movie and agreed to introduce me around mm. because it makes it easier that way because I obviously knew nothing about the town. Mm. And the fact that someone would introduce me around and I could use her uh, if I had needed some information, she was always ready uh, to help me, in, you know, to give, pr- provide answers to my questions or to introduce me to people that I wanted to meet. Yeah. And that, you know, that's all very useful. Yeah, you had mentioned earlier this is someone who was a sixth-generation resident of the area. So, well, yeah, yeah, right. Well, the, the law, yeah, the law professor's family was sixth generation, oh, okay. and this was his first cousin. Okay. Um, so, how long were you in the town of Monrovia uh, filming? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Was there was there some? Uh, you're, you're a New York. I assume you're a New York-based 
resident. No, I'm Boston-based. I'm sorry, Boston. I should have known that. I apologize. Uh, and well, obviously a big city. And I mean, sort of, is it something that you would, you sort of being in Monrovia? What was what were the things that you sort of uh, adapted to quickly? What were the things that you sort well, of were I mean, inviting? Uh, about? Adapted. I, you know, I, I, I mean, the people were extremely friendly and helpful. Yeah. And you know, and and I'm a naturally curious person, so yeah. I talked to people and figured out the kind of places I want to go to, and asked whether I could shoot, you know, say in the barber shop or the grocery store, right. or the pizza parlor, and people always said yes, which is <laughs> extremely nice. <laughs> well, it, it and uh, it is a beautiful place. It is, a, would you say, predominantly farming community? Yeah, is, that that's right. their, their industry. Right. So as you're going around, I, I mean, the film feels like it, it's, um, it's a, a wonderful overview of the, of the community. It feels like we get a flavor for uh, the, the, the people in the coffee shops, the people in the, in the uh, community meetings, the local governance, the, uh, all, all of the religious people or, or people of religion are involved in the community, in, in the film as well. Uh, it feels like you captured much of what you were looking for in, in Monrovia. Is that this did you have a sense walking away from from there that you really kind of you you told their story? Well I, I hope so. I mean that, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's not a judgment that really I should make. Uh you know, when I showed it to the people in Monrovia they seemed to like it and that pleased me. Oh that's that was my question. I was gonna ask if they had seen it, but okay, they have seen it and obviously they felt oh well that's great. That's great to hear. And you said you hadn't done a, a film on rural Middle America before, right? Um, it, I'd done a I'd done a small town in New England, and I'd done Aspen, Colorado, right? And I did the uh, you know the the Americans in the Canal Zone, uh, but uh, I hadn't done anything in the Middle West, and I wanted to do that. You know, I I've done movies in seventeen states, and I. I like the idea of some kind of uh, regional distribution. Yeah. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like a college admissions officer. Uh, well, is there something striking? I mean, there's sort of an, always an undercurrent now that we sort of live in very different sort of elements, uh, political, social elements in this country. We seem to be more and more in in tribal sort of arrangements. Is there something in being in a town like that that... It, do you feel a? Do you feel those cultural differences, other than the obvious sort of things about infrastructure and things like that, and the way that we live well, and commute? I mean, you yeah, you feel the differences in the sense that you know people read different books and are interested in different things. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to uh, um, sort of base this question on my own experience. I, I haven't spent an awful lot of time in middle America, but I've driven through much of the middle of the country. And one of the things that I'm struck by, uh, and I don't have a huge historic reference here when I ask this question, but it feels as if s- many of the things that made the American experience so uh, so open to everyone seems to be disappearing seems to be that uh, the towns that I've been seem to be sort of hollowed out of of much economic in opportunity and educational opportunities seem to be vanishing as well. 
is that something that you sense in in being in Monrovia, since you you you've sort of been back and forth into the bigger cities? Well, I'm I'm not too good at culture, you know, okay. cultural generalizations. Okay. So I, I think I'll have to. I I can't really respond to that. Okay. But, yeah. Well, there. Okay. Let, let's talk about some of the people that you you had uh, an opportunity to to get we get to know in the film. And I'm going to forego trying to remember their names, and I apologize in advance. But the uh, the Vietnam veterans, the guys who were in the uh, in the coffee shop or in the cafe, in the you, tattoo or in the tattoo parlor, you mean? No, I'm, I don't think it was a tattoo parlor. The, the guys who were the, the older guys were talking about some of their sort of medical. They spent a lot of time talking about what's what's happened to them. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that they were necessarily Vietnam veterans, but oh, I thought one of them mentioned. Okay, well, those the older gentlemen, the guys who I would assume mm-hmm. you know sixty, sixty five and up. Um, I was really struck by by them. Um, they just, they, I don't know how to put this. Um, they they uh, and maybe this is something you don't want to comment on as well. But there there seems to be an undercurrent in hearing these conversations about something that feels lost to them or disappointed or there just seems to be a sort of to me watching the film a bit of a a, a a patina of things that aren't the way they expected things to be for them in the, in the, where they find their lives uh i didn't pick that up okay but i mean i may, may have just missed it um well, they were a group of they were a group of men many of whom were farmers who you know, came in for coffee or breakfast every day between 6.30 and 10.30, you know, different people at different times. Right. And they, you know, they, they essentially, people who knew each other for a long time, gathered to shoot the, sh- you know, shoot the breeze. <laughs> yeah. okay. And, you know, and they called themselves the Liars Club because they, they had good senses of humor and they would kid each other. At the same time, they would exchange serious feelings like, the man who talks about his open heart surgery, right, uh, right, or the man, the men that talk about the death of somebody that they knew, and or talking about how you know, if you, having gone to a funeral, he remembers uh, the person who died from grammar school. Uh, right. Well, let me remind our listeners: we're speaking with Frederick Wiseman, and he's the director of a new film called Monrovia, Indiana. It comes out. Uh, today here in in Los Angeles and you can you can find out more about the film and about uh, Frederick Weisman's previous films at Zapora films and that the, the uh, website is actually and I'll spell it out Z I P P O R A H films.com to find out more about his work it's a tremendous body of work what is it that keeps you so engaged and interested in documentary filmmaking I mean you well, fu- I, I like doing it it, yeah. it it makes demand makes physical, intellectual, and emotional demands on me. So, you know, it, 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 in order to do it, you have to be totally immersed in it, and I like that uh, because it uses, you know, it makes demands in all my capacities. Yes, and you're and you're drawn to these these corners of our society that are we all have some understand. We believe we have some understanding of. This is what I love about your work, but your ability to put us in these places, to actually experience them in as close as we're going to get in terms of a, a cinematic experience of being there. 
I think that's one of the things that I found so appealing about your work over the years is putting me in these places without the judgment, without, I don't feel, I feel as if I am being given the opportunity to experience them in the most unfiltered kind of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I assume that's a big part of what you, what you have been doing throughout your career have been trying to. No, I think that's right. Yeah. What's next for you, I guess, is the question. I, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'll probably do something in the next couple of months, but I'm not sure yet. And I also don't like to talk about what I'm going to do before I do it. Okay. Okay. Well, it is a, it is such an impressive body of work. Uh, and um, congratulations to you on now your 42nd film. Um, and I look forward to more. I am okay, I'm looking well, for Thank you. I appreciate you doing the interview. It's extremely helpful. Okay. And thanks. Well, you're welcome. Again, the film is Monrovia, Indiana. You can go to the website for it, Zipporah.com, to find out about this and other works of, of Frederick Wiseman. Thank you so much for being here. On thank you. Show. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.